0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host Kelton, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Grift. How's it going?
1: Ah, uh, it's good. Uh, uh, recovering from a New York City weekend. Uh, you know, getting getting back into the rise and Grift as it always is. So, you know. We're out
0: here <laughs> it's nice to know um it's uh bright lights and the griff city i believe is uh the, the music reference i think i'm gonna make this time around now that we're actually recording not the taylor swift one i wanted to originally go with so that's growth and progress but uh someone who actually does know about music is our guest jj demon how is it going sir yeah. <laughs> uh, uh not a whole lot really. You know, we're we're just uh three dudes all a little older than we probably should be to be making a podcast about mortal Kombat this episode so well
3: I don't know I, I I think that we are I think me specifically I am the exact age for this movie
0: good good well we we will definitely be diving into that momentarily uh, I'm currently riding the high at the moment of uh, being three for three on my Oscar predictions that we recorded uh, last week with Babs going with uh, two Oscar wins to uh, fucking sound of metal and then of course Anthony Hopkins uh, destroying the Oscars by winning for his performance in *The Father* and robbing Chadwick Boseman <laughs> of,
1: uh, Back him. an
0: award. What was Boseman up for? Uh, Boseman was up for Ma Rainey's *Black uh, Bottom*, I believe.
3: Okay, well, so he starred in that. I thought that I thought he had like a smaller role in it.
0: No, no, he he was uh, 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 the leading male actor. Of, oh, okay, so it, I didn't watch it. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> not, not a lot of people did, I don't think, unfortunately. I, um, but I couldn't sit through sound of metal either. It started to freak me out. I started to be like, wait,
3: am, am I going also going deaf? <laughs> like, I really did. It was like, no, nah, I can't watch this because already, like, if my ear starts ringing or something, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I never listen to podcasts again.
1: Like, it's <laughs> over for me. I can't do what I do. Like, no, it, it, I mean, it's that tinnitus paranoia. It's real. Wake up. Start feeling the tinnitus. Can't turn it off.
0: Can never turn it <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and I guess talk about mortal Kombat. it's a it's about time uh what do we think about this movie did we like it did we hate it uh grift take it away
1: um I've had no pretty much like no exposure to mortal Kombat uh associated media before this like I I've probably play the video game like a handful of times in, in uh, college or something. Uh, So I was like, you know, aware of the concept and it's like a fighting game, but you know, obviously not never watched any of the movies, not familiar with any of the lore or particular, um, attachment to any character names or moves or anything sure so i came in just complete noob
0: you were wondering where the soul caliber cameo was going to be the entire time so so
1: i am i am representing the perspective of uh the normie american consumer who maybe doesn't have a nostalgic connection to this um or is of the right age uh to to consume it on a on a serious uh interested level um (laughs) so if if this is to be another um uh, you know, retreat of a remake uh, f- uh, to to balance the books on like a like a streaming services um, uh, audience to debt ratio. Um, I it, I am the person that this needs to excite, and it, it completely failed. So,
0: <laughs> well, yeah. pain, pain and suffering <laughs> all across the board. Uh, JJ, what about you? What's your uh, you know background with Mortal Kombat?
3: So it it's interesting what Griff said because. That I think that's why I enjoyed it because first of all, A B A C A B B. That is the blood code. So I <laughs> see. I still remember it. all right? It's written into my DNA. Um,
0: you say A cab. I, I say uh, whatever that was.
3: Now I you. I haven't played it in probably fifteen years. Okay. Um, but definitely when you when I was a kid, the coolest thing on earth was knowing the blood code to uh Mortal Kombat. And you know, playing Mortal Kombat with the blood code. I guess yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was the coolest thing. And then, of course, when you're a kid, you see the other two '90s ones that they made, which are dog shit.
0: The other two movies you're talking about, not the games.
3: Yes, the other two. Yeah, the other two uh, Mortal Kombat movies. No, I'm not a. I'm not a. Can we say gamer on this podcast? Uh, you can bleep I, it. Bleep I mean, it if
0: you do it like with an A, I think it's okay. Ga- Game <laughs> There we go.
3: Um, <laughs> I'm not a gamer um as we you and i have talked about a lot i know i'm always jumping into the chat whenever i play a game
2: um have
3: you guys
0: heard about this among us uh it's 2021 (laughs) jj come on Uh, no i think this thing could take off Uh.
3: no my but my it's always weirder with me it's always like hey have you guys ever played sleeping dogs (laughs) and everyone's like no we've never heard of that (laughs) that?
0: (laughs)
2: oh come on it was this
0: indie game that came out seven years ago it has 17 (laughs) downloads on steam what you guys haven't played sleeping (laughs) (laughs) Talk?
3: well because it's only because it's just more it's uh it's just grand theft auto but it's in china so it's cool i just play open world games that's all i give a fuck about um but anyways the first of of many tangents i'll be going on today
0: Hey, you know, I I appreciate tangents because it makes people feel like we're having a conversation and not just doing a bullet time rundown of my uh, just insane notes that are scrawled in blood on the walls of a cave. So right, I, people I appreciate love it. when
3: I come on because I don't even I don't even look at the layout that you send me.
0: Um, <laughs> That's important. That's good. It's all about freestyle with you. <laughs> Excellent. So so yeah,
3: I I think like the watching this movie was a bunch of like 30 to 35 year olds and every time a character did something from the game we all went oh hell yeah and that's <laughs> like that's be that's basically the extent of it and i think i read an interview which i don't normally do this but i don't know how i came across it but i read an interview with the director which this is his first movie
0: yeah um yeah and it's also uh written by a first time writer so hell of a combo so
3: i mean i i think they sort of did accomplish something here where it's just like they kind of gave you the a quick the experience that you had of the game when you were a kid where you're seeing characters that you know and like beat the shit out of each other and it's gory as hell and it's it's pretty well choreographed i mean for what it is so yeah i mean certainly an
0: opinion jj i I,
3: (laughs) i mean like for for being a game that came from uh you know, a stupid fucking Sega Genesis game originally. Yeah,
0: uh, uh, Enter the Dragon video game ripoff. Let's, let's right. not forget the humble origins <laughs> of it.
3: I think it was like a dumb, fun movie that wasn't really... I don't think it w- was trying to be good. I think it was trying to do essentially what I think it did, which was just, you know, show a bunch of characters saying the things they say in the game and making a bunch of guys like me go, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a video game movie, I think, is yeah. a, a good way. Oh. I mean, like, my, my own feelings about this movie are much uh, more lukewarm in general. I, I mean, I would say it's a, a mediocre film in general. I did like the fights, I did like the gore, I did like those aspects. The actual plot itself, I had a lot of issues with. We'll dive into that later in the breakdown yes. part. But, uh, I, I mean, again, I think that, uh, you know, It wanted to try and kick off the Mortal Kombat universe, and for better or worse, I think it did do that, and I think it will be enough of a success that the next movie will build on the bones of this and potentially be very, very good. And so uh, I think in terms of what it was trying to achieve, I did appreciate that uh, uh, as much as it frustrated me. I I could see what they were wanting to do. Um, again, because when the, in nineteen ninety five, when the first movie came out, it was made uh, with a PG thirteen rating, so the teenagers that were playing Mortal Kombat could actually go and watch it. Now that all those teenagers are in their thirties and forties, of course, it's going to be R slash NC seventeen in some right. parts. Which uh, again, it, it kind of shows how the base has evolved. I know that critics in general gave this like a five out of 10 and the audiences give this like a six and a half out of 10. So it's not exactly like people are um, bouncing off the walls here. So I would say if you're wondering whether or not you want to watch the movie, just look up on youtube some of the fight scenes that that come from it and then if those entertain you then great put it on be on your phone during the dialogue cuz it's really <laughs> not that important and uh you know just be excited when the fatalities occur
1: yeah just fast forward through any of the talking scenes and just like <laughs> i feel like your audio your your overall experience would be uh, much more uh like Efficient and uh, enjoyable. <laughs> I think now it's probably
0: a good time as any to actually dive into the background information about this to uh, to document the long road that uh, it took to get to this point of a good-ish Mortal Kombat movie. Something that actually seemed to make the fans happy. Because that's what this movie, as Yiji said, was made for, was for fans of Mortal Kombat. So good job on that front. Um, in 1992, the original Mortal Kombat movie came out. Immediately followed up a year later with Mortal Kombat 2. 95, that's when the Mortal Kombat movie came out. Have y'all seen the Mortal Kombat movie recently? I tried. I okay. tried to sit through it.
3: Like, oh, <laughs> this will be bad. But like, it's all—it's like so bad and incompetent. You can't really—you can't yeah. really even enjoy yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was—it uh, it was a financial success. And and I think a lot of that came from the fact of it was teenagers who don't really know like what good or bad movies are, and so they made it on a uh, kind of a shoestring budget of sorts, 18 million, and it grossed over 120 million. So holy shit! (laughs) You know, good job, good job for them. Had no blood, no gore. There wasn't really any plot or characters that you would uh, stick around for. So. There, I wouldn't say there's any need for anyone to watch it, but it is one of those uh, so bad it's good lists. I think. No, that-
3: we should push the we should push that everyone has to see the first two to oh, be able yeah. to watch this new one
0: to understand <laughs> it. That's
3: that's yeah. the important thing. You won't get it unless you watch. We have to watch Annihilation first. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, didn't follow those rules, and I was very confused.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we just dog to just dog to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So then in
0: 1997, the director of the first film, Paul W.S. Anderson, who has done like all of the Resident Evil movies, that's what he's gone on to do, Uh, he left the Mortal Kombat project to go direct Event Horizon. So uh, good on him, I guess, for uh, going to that movie. It's interesting.
1: Uh, but anyway, th- uh, Does he not know that you uh, can't make uh, horror movies in space? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's not create that discourse all over again, please, Grip. <laughs> the last thing the I need Twitter is some like, British person who writes clickbait articles for The Guardian coming out and telling us what horror can or can't exist. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the the project then, uh, the sequel, it moves to this guy named John Leonetti, who is uh, not a very good director, but is a pretty good cinematographer. And when they made Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it flopped critically and financially. And it's just a very, very bad movie. I mean, it, it made no one happy, including the studio, and so that is uh, when they decided that they need to kind of rework everything. So the third movie that they had planned was going to be called Mortal Kombat Devastation, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. It, I don't know why so it's funny. Mortal Kombat, then Annihilation, <laughs> then Devastation. Just uh,
3: that is a very funny word to name a Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs>
0: It seems like a step down. He was annihilated. Oh, no. Oh, God. He's completely dead. He was devastated. Oh, he was emotionally hurt by what occurred at the time. The The third one turns to the families of the victims. (laughs) It's a big
1: therapy cry the entire time. Are these titles referring to what these movies are doing to, like, the studios, like, financial? (laughs)
2: Ledgers?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I wish. Um... Yeah,
0: pretty much the only one who made any money off of the Mortal Kombat Annihilation was Midway Games because they were the ones who sold the licensing rights to New Line Cinema. So the uh, the third movie, of course, ends up getting tabled and uh, pushed off on the shelf, and then it kind of falls into development hell for like ten years. Like They wanted to make the third movie. They built a set in New Orleans, and then Hurricane Katrina happened. Oh, no! A sign from God to go ahead and stop doing this movie.
3: He's like, I'll show you Annihilation.
0: (laughs) So then in uh, in 2010, this guy makes a more or less proof of concept eight-minute internet video called Mortal Kombat Rebirth. And then he shows it to Warner Bros and they go, oh, okay, well, this is uh, pretty dope. We're not really doing anything right now. And we're at this weird juncture of the internet of where if you told the studio whatever you're making had the potential to go viral, whatever that means, it would uh, probably get your project greenlit on a shoestring budget. And that's exactly what happened. That's where that Mortal Kombat Rebirth web series that lasted, I'm sorry, Mortal Kombat Legacy web series that lasted for a couple seasons actually came from. So that was good pretty times. cool. Just, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, I think a lot of people, if uh, people who have seen it or people who remember it, the first season is much better than the second season. Cause uh, the first season is where they kind of get a little grounded. And the second season, they have less of a budget, but tried to do more special effects. So, uh, it, n- there's a lot of uh, clunkiness with that, but the the whole point of Legacy was that it would be each episode like a, a vignette into where each character in Mortal Kombat was coming from beforehand. So um, that was pretty cool, and then some of the ideas later got incorporated into the games. So good good for that uh, web series there was going to be a third season called mortal Kombat generations but then that ended up uh, getting scrapped and so it's kind of a weird thing of where the first one comes out and it's okay the second one comes out it's not very good so then the third whatever movie or web series ends up getting scrapped so uh just uh it's like poetry y'all it rhymes (laughs) that's what happens Uh, August 2015, that's where uh, John Leonetti, he has not been a director, of course, because Mortal Kombat Annihilation is just a giant scarlet letter on that man's resume. And uh, he uh, has been working for uh, James Wan as a cinematographer doing the movies uh, Death Sentence, Insidious, and The Conjuring. And uh, so then James Wan ends up becoming the producer of the new uh, Mortal Kombat movie that's rumored to be coming out. And then uh, that's when the that first time director we were talking about earlier gets hired on as well as this guy named Greg Russo to write the script. Budget was about $50 million. And uh, I guess at this point, I, I want to kind of open it up to the floor a little bit here. Uh, do you think $50 million is enough m- uh, money for a good Mortal Kombat movie? Or did y'all think that uh, you know it needed that kind of Marvel-sized budget of 120 million?
1: It, it felt like it was halfway there because some okay. uh, so, some of the effects felt very um, uh, uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender movie, the the, 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 the <laughs> so good the movie that does not exist, <laughs> um, and then half felt like an actually interesting use of like. Um, uh like the, the way the way uh he froze the guy's arms and then uh like uh cut him off it was it, it was I, is is doing in like some some new interesting clever things w- that looked pretty good with the budget they had but then they weren't able to depict the uh any outside like realms of this world that they were uh supposedly trying to build the backstory yeah of. yeah uh, so it felt the the almost like cheesy, how they were just doing all these exposition dumps on Earth and then talking about all like, <laughs> oh, there's all these realms and there's all these other places and there's this uh like some sort of like uh, space uh, combat tournament that decides who controls the worlds. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, uh,
0: but we're going to just show it on the wall of exposition here.
1: No cutaways, no, yeah, no graphics. Talk about nothing. politics being sports. Like, like that's, that's the next level of like uh, a uh, like, like Roman Republic, like, like gladiator. Yeah. Uh, um, Uh, the the way the way it's decided the way political contests are decided are just people like fighting in arenas and (laughs) that's whoever that's that's how
0: when you come up with the perfect political system you don't stray from it
3: yeah okay (laughs) a a marked improvement from what we (laughs)
0: have it was weird though that this movie um again as expansive as the universe uh, seems to be a lot of it, kind of seems to be uh, shot in a desert or in an abandoned warehouse or just something kind of mundane. It's nighttime at a the farmhouse or something. Fight. I'm sorry. The two places people fight. Yes, of course. That that is uh, honoring the '80s and '90s action movie roots. I
3: think, <laughs> and and, and um, I
1: think you got to throw in there the early 2010s uh, trend towards fighting in uh, like uh, shipping ports. In, oh in yeah. Oh, there was a, just a ton of like shitty action movies in like the late aughts, early 2010s that had fight <laughs> scenes that took place there. Like what, well, they were getting like a really good deal on like the loading docks of like San Diego or something. Like yeah,
0: it, it had to honestly be a tax yeah, credit yeah, some sure. somewhere in Atlanta. <laughs> uh they were just uh, hey
3: Every movie had to have a huge drug dealer in it to justify the scene. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the heroin comes in. <laughs> um I thought the the effects were kind of cool in that now this could be just me because I have a seven-year-old son that really wants to watch this movie so that's sure. why I like that they looked kind of cartoonish but I was sort of under the impression that um, they were they were going for a style that was almost cartoonish. Like over the top to the point of it's like R-rated and gory, but almost in a PG-13 way where they didn't make it look super realistic, almost like the game. So I think it worked in that way.
0: That's an excellent way to put it because I really do think that uh, uh, the effects that they did with all the fatalities, that is where so much of their budget went to. And those did look pretty cool and pretty badass. And it uh, uh, almost made me forget that whenever Sub Zero would come in, there was like a shrink wrapped pillar surrounding him that's supposed to be ice or whatever. <laughs> it just. Uh... It is weird that Goro looks exactly like the Hulk. Yeah, Goro really does, uh, man. We okay? You know what? Yeah, let, let's go ahead and talk about Goro. Uh, Goro looks like the Hulk was a love child with that 2015 World of Warcraft movie. Um, it looks uh, like they yeah. just stole the fucking character models and they slapped it <laughs> together. Cause Christ, my God! Uh, I is it that hard to to try and have a guy just? you know, not look like the Hulk. No, you gave
1: him two extra arms. It's original. It's a completely different thing now, (laughs) even though it looks exactly the same, like literally like the same, the same, like facial structure. I was like, I was like, is that the fuck? Like (laughs) just put uh, two other arms on the Hulk and that's it. It's genius, (laughs) dude. Do you know how much money those Avengers movies make? (laughs) Respect the grift. Yeah. Yeah, they got and the it, Hulk it, in it this Do do knock off Hulk, but it's even more Hulk because there's six limbs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I I really just wish that this uh that the Goro got the. I don't know, not the the respect he deserves, because I'm not sure he deserves any respect, but Goro got like unnecessarily fucked up. He got introduced (laughs) as like, oh boy, look at this badass, and then he's just KO'd and murked within five minutes. (laughs) Just... Uh, it became a walking punchline here. We were cheering, dude. Good for Goro, I guess. So then in uh, in May of 2019, that's when they were actually doing filming for this movie. It was in Australia. Australia is like the new Georgia in the sense of they just give tax credits to whatever corporations. Are around. So let's uh, all get used to films in Australia and Georgia being the two things. An island of criminals.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm all in favor of uh, more Hollywood pedos getting uh, bitten by the most poisonous snakes in the world. (laughs) sounds great let's yeah let's send them all to to the like landmass that's been separated from the um the world island for so long that its animals have just all turned into absolute freaks (laughs) through like genetic divergence i mean
0: australia is the closest i think we have on earth to outworld so uh you're not you're not wrong this morning
3: brian singer was killed by a tarantula (laughs) He forgot to check his shoes.
0: (laughs) Uh, The reason I wanted to mention that, though, was that uh, James Wan, the producer of the movie, he also directed Aquaman, and he brought a lot of the stunt talent that he used in Aquaman to this movie, and I think that that kind of shows, because the stunts and stuff, the action, are by far and away the most professional part of this movie. Like That looked like it was all done by seasoned pros. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and talk uh, less about Australia and then we can talk about something that is important in America and that's consumerism, specifically uh, our sponsored segment. So, Grift, what have we uh, got going on this week?
1: Uh, This week on the Grift Shop, if you want to participate in helping to kill an online meme, uh, we have Boil the Rich shirts Um, and uh, just search Boil uh, at grift.shop for those. And um, if you like them, Pick one up.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And then uh, this episode also is brought to you by JJ's album. JJ's album. Uh, for more information, contact JJ.
2: <laughs> well,
3: you don't have to contact me. No, you find just go him. On, dox him. Go <laughs> <laughs> just go on whatever uh, uh, streaming service that you use. I, actually, I'm, I'm trying to drop a new single. Like, definitely in May, I will have a new single out.
0: Hell yeah. That is dope. Can't wait to do a a marketing push. Let us know what we can do on on that front. Yeah,
3: the album will be shortly after that, but the single is like ready to go. I'm just, you know, the the suits and ties. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But yeah, it's a time that we move away from this world of corporatocracy, and that's why I'm so glad that we have spent this episode talking about a product from AT&T and subsidiary Warner Bros. Uh, it's a truly wonderful feeling the entire time. Um, are we ready to go ahead and do a rundown of the plot, actually sink our teeth into this movie? Uh, uh, plot.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Yeah. Stretching it a bit.
0: <laughs> hey, hey! You know, uh, it's four letters. It's uh it's a, it's a big word. Sometimes I know that movie and was I've stumbling. Watched. The wrong movie. <laughs> All right, so uh, in 17th century Japan, Bihan and the Lin Kuei assassins attack a village of the rival uh, Shirah Ryu. I, I'm butchering that, but it's okay uh, because uh, that's the clan where Scorpion uh, is from. And wouldn't you know it, uh, Bihan, who becomes Sub Zero, kills Scorpion's wife and son. Though the infant daughter is hidden under floorboards, and uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero, they they fucking duke it out. I love that fight. What did y'all think about it? Awesome. Yeah. It was cool. I, I mean, I would say that probably the sub-zero scorpion fights were the highlights for me of the movie. So it is funny that HBO Max released the first 7 minutes that included some of their fight at the beginning. So, you know, you can watch what is arguably the best part of the movie uh, for free, no matter what, even if you don't yeah, have it was HBO. Dope. Yeah, it, yeah,
3: it was cool they had the baby in the in the under the floorboards the whole time. So you you got that in the back of your head. Like
2: it was cool, man.
1: I liked it. Uh, it yeah, it was as a, as a, like a digestible, um, like 10 minute video or whatever, like you said, it is like the, like the best, um, composed sequence in a, in a way where the way the title card drops at the end of it with the music and after the fight, like it just like, it was, it sort of would hype you up for a movie that you didn't get in a way.
0: Yes, exactly. It's almost yeah. like uh, I don't know. Like uh, if if they had done some other movie where it just focused on like Scorpion's revenge. I, I don't know what the working title for that could be, but uh, just focus on Scorpion and Sub Zero and uh, the the conflict that they have throughout that. Maybe you have it set in Nether Realm and you watch Scorpion duking his way through hell, becoming samurai doom guy all the way through. You know that that could have been pretty cool. I would imagine all the way. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do that though. Yeah. Uh instead. We uh, get to uh, uh, watch Lord Raiden appear with his goddamn white eyes (laughs) and uh, take the infant daughter away. And we're like, oh boy, what's going to happen here? What island is he going to traffic this child to?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they should have just made like... Uh, John Wick, but in this universe, like him getting revenge, and that—that that is exactly up. the
0: plot of the animated movie *Scorpion's Revenge* that I was trying to get y'all to watch. All right. But it's okay, <laughs> all right, it's fine. Yeah, I, <laughs> fuck I, I, me.
3: I could, I can't get into the animation. That's that was my problem.
0: The simple point is that uh, Warner Bros. already did the plot exactly correctly, and if they had just uh, you know taken that movie, made it live action, it, right. it could have uh, uh, worked. Because you got the Mortal Kombat tournament and all these other characters, but the main plot really was Scorpion and Sub-Zero and then their uh, rivalry. Because, I mean, that's what helps make the video games stand out. And so the fact that uh, we cut away from what should be this pivotal uh, uh, moment in this pivotal story, and instead we flash forward, uh, what, 400 years or so? So that way then we can uh, start talking about a new original character, Cole Young.
1: That was so. That fact? was so jarring. Like I was just like, wait, <laughs> we're in the modern world now. Like uh, it. It didn't make any sense, and I was like, "How how is this connected? Like, what is the relative diff- like time and space difference between these places?" Just not explained to the beginning, and it was a sort of like the vibe shifted after it. It started off pretty well, and then it just sort of never, never fully got back to what you were sort of promised out the. Out, yeah, out I the mean, they they, yeah.
0: they spent so long trying to build up lore, and the lore that they're explaining actually then. Makes the first 10 minutes, which are so cool, actually not make that much sense because we're told in the movie that uh, uh, there's this big tournament that goes on. It's going to be Mortal Kombat, and each of the Earthrealm champions are identified by a distinctive dragon mark, which um, you know would uh, explain who is going to fight in the tournament. And uh, Scorpion's bloodline, the mark is passed down from generation to generation, which... Uh, At least for everyone else, the dragon mark is only if you kill that person. Do you then get the dragon mark? Meaning that like a baby, I guess, gets the dragon mark the second that the child is born. I'm not sure how it works in the Scorpion bloodline because, you know, it just keeps on getting passed down. Even though if Scorpion had the birthmark, Sub-Zero should get his marking, right?
2: Mm.
1: Right. Yeah, because okay, So I, it's so you, you, you got the you got that. like the both like race science uh um like Yep, yeah, that that's what I'm going the, for. The, <laughs> but also like you you said you can get the thing through like defeating someone in combat and taking it from them or is precisely it, okay
0: yeah. Huh.
1: It works uh through combat for
0: everyone else, but there's a magical bloodline and that's the important thing to focus on. Huh. Never mind the fact that like if you have multiple kids, the whole thing kind of falls apart. So, uh, good luck with that. Yeah, do they all have to fight? <laughs> uh, it's triplets. Oh, they I'm have so sorry. to fight sorry. each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so all these warriors now get a dragon mark uh, put on them. Uh, Cole Young thinks that it's a birthmark. Uh, our hero, who is kind of like an NPC of sorts, he doesn't have like a real personality to him. So we're supposed to kind of project whatever we bring onto him uh did y'all like that approach or not
1: um yeah he just sort of melted into the background uh just uh dime store uh keanu reeves yeah yeah i I mean I,
3: i think it was i think it was the writers like banging their heads against the wall trying to figure out how to make this movie and they were like let's just throw a regular guy in there like Instead of trying to follow somebody's story and let's throw a new guy in there and then everything can happen around him. It seemed like a writer's writing room thing.
0: And, you know, I, I don't like to, to jump all the way ahead, but in this case, I, I really do want to to jump on this right now is that I really think that the first draft of this movie was going to be you follow Cole Young. And then you find out in a big reveal, not something that's telegraphed way ahead, that he is a descendant of Scorpion and that his arcana is getting Scorpion's ability. So he becomes the new Scorpion. I think that was had to have been one of the drafts mm. of the movie. And that was going to be like the, the big reveal. It's kind of like he's fighting with the wisdom of the ancestors, blah, blah, blah. Um, and as he then becomes Scorpion to defeat Sub-Zero. That is not the case at all whatsoever. They, they give him instead like a rubber suit that's supposed to be good for defenses, I guess. Uh, uh, great, I suppose. Um, <laughs> it just felt like a, a, a rewrite. It felt like this movie was ratcheting up to one thing and then there's a, a big left turn it makes right in the middle of the film for, for no apparent reason other than I would Assume again rewrites.
3: Have they released how much money this made in theaters?
0: I believe they did like a box office estimate. Okay.
1: Uh, well, it's uh, again like we've we've said this already had occasion to say make this point multiple times in the show, but it's like diff- difficult, more difficult to ascertain how much money movies are making now because right. with hat like. You- uh, a much larger percentage of it coming from streaming. Like it's it's a lot easier to like inflate and um, obscure those numbers when yeah. it's when it's just like publicly released estimates and however those numbers are played towards they're they're more less like hard numbers in, in terms of like real like real like cash money being distributed to the, the people involved in it and more so like how can this be pitched to the executives of the uh media company that owns this streaming service to um to to see if you can get the the sequel uh made to to continue uh to continue selling associated media around with it like because it's this is just another like uh like you like you're you're talking about how it's um supposed to appeal to people of your age because you grew up like playing the the games and stuff it's like and like, you're
0: and you're the age group that's buying the hbo max subscription yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah th- this is uh again the estimate right now it'll be official later on but the estimate is uh, around 23 24 million um, as of right now, which is okay, uh, not bad considering pandemic.
3: Yeah, the pandemic. That's that's not bad. For right and now, it's yeah. also yeah.
0: available on HBO Max. So uh, that that's the real thing that uh, AT T cares about is how many subscribers they're able to get from that, because that, right. that that's what they're really betting on. Uh, they don't care as much about the box office. Probably if it breaks even at the box office, but then they get X Y Z. Thousand subscribers, you know, th- right. they'll, they'll take that as a win. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, back on the actual plot line of it all, uh, Colin and his family they're attacked by Sub Zero, but then Special Forces Major Jackson <laughs> Jax Briggs <laughs> rescues them, and uh, in a, in a chase scene where Uh, Sub-Zero is throwing snowballs randomly. He can't throw ice daggers. First he just makes it snow which
3: I thought was funny. Just like regular flurries. He has the power of Christmas behind him. First he threatened them with wonder. (laughs)
1: Some of the ice uh, throws seem kind of cheesy and not very actually destructive. Like, they were just like the the car was driving away and it was just getting sort of like uh, hailed on a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no damage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: It is great. So, there's a chase where they're kind of running away from forces of nature, which I was like, oh, God, no, please don't tell me they're going to turn this into an X Men movie. Uh, that that was what I was really afraid of uh, happening right then and there, but thankfully, Jax just becomes an exposition machine and explains like what the dragon mark means and about how Cole and his family need to get to <laughs> Gary, Indiana, and uh, uh, then they'll be safe, I guess, because that's Going where his back partner in time to kill Michael
3: Jackson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Jax is played by this guy named Macad Brooks, who is uh, James Olsen in, uh, on the Supergirl CW TV show. So it was, uh, I'm sure, a delight for people kind of in that in that world. I'm, I don't really follow it that much anymore, but apparently he got super jacked for this role, which it's always a delight to see an actor put on like 30 pounds of muscle and then half the time realize that they don't even need to. So right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially him, like oh man, those are some really toned arms. It would suck if something happened to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you always gotta respect the grift of the actors that use like a uh, small bit part. Uh, role in a film or movie to just get absolutely jacked
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah Uh, are you kidding me if someone was like hey we're gonna uh, give you a nutritionist and a whole exercise plan and a personal trainer and a personal assistant to help make sure you hit certain goals uh, man oh no that sounds awful and miserable (laughs) please no don't do that to me Uh, his life expectancy probably went up six years because of this movie congratulations (laughs) to him um so Jax, of course helps Cole get to safety and then uh, he stays and he fights Sub-Zero. Let's talk about this fight. Finally, uh an actual, you know, Mortal Kombat style fatality. What did we what did we think?
1: That fucking rocked. Like and it was yeah. it was funny. Uh <laughs> it was it was funny like how in a f- sort of like silly and comical the the ice throws were but then when he actually you know had him by the shoulders and was uh uh freezing him and then breaking breaking the arms off like that was pretty like horrifying and the way like the blood like his his just like arms came apart as ice but there was also like the blood was still under there and that was was, oh yeah. yeah it was uh that was uh pretty uh for the for the budget they had that was uh pretty well uh, pulled off and uh you know felt felt like a it felt felt like a video game movie as mm-hmm. opposed to like a movie made uh based on a video game yeah like there <laughs> yeah it was it was true to that spirit it felt like
3: yeah i thought it was awesome um i especially liked after he breaks his arms off the way he just sort of flops his body down through that yeah. like <laughs> all that. And, he, and he and he like hits he smacks into like another floor and then hits yeah. the ground like that alone <laughs> would have killed him the yeah. disrespect
1: yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> although gotta say i just always love those moments when a, when a random body or in in the movie just falls off and gets it gets extra fucked up like when the yeah. <laughs> when the when the uh, uh Titanic is is sinking uh then the and the and the guy just falls down and hits the propeller blade really loudly oh it's yeah. great <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> of the all time greats
3: it's so great too cuz like James Cameron like didn't have to put that in there <laughs> yeah. like the guy could have just fell like but he's like no nah, nah, he's got to he's got to hit the yeah. too <laughs>
0: Like fuck this guy.
3: <laughs>
0: he knew exactly what kind of movie he wanted to make with
1: that. It was <laughs> like all that for that. Really happens. Like yeah. like people did actually. We die. have to represent the lived I'm experience t- of that guy <laughs> that who absolutely at least one person, probably like some someone in the in the. Um, Like third class steerage, who managed to climb their way to the top of the boat and then slipped off. Like
0: (laughs) the things I witnessed, my dearest Dorothy, while aboard the Titanic, watching our dear friend Gregory get his shit absolutely rocked by one of the (laughs) blades.
1: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, him, him, um, Jack's falling off and and hitting the thing on the way down was (laughs) that it reminded me of that.
0: I mean, and this is where the movie kind of um, uh, it doesn't necessarily slow down, but it's where we get a good feel for some of the characters, because Cole then goes and visits Sonya, who describes the whole Mortal Kombat situation to Cole, and then this is where we're introduced to Kano, who is a uh, uh, leader yes. with the of the Black Dragon organization, and Kano, I don't know about y'all, but he's like the MVP of this movie, in my mind. Yes. Like every time he's on screen, the movie works. Exactly, he's funny, he's quippy, he gets absolutely wrecked like in every fucking scene that he's in, <laughs> yes. and he keeps popping back up. It's amazing. He's he's an Australian spider, really, is what it is. It's just <laughs> the the guy won't die. So congratulations to him, I guess. Because uh, I mean, this is a breakout role for this actor. He he hadn't really done too much uh of uh, a-list blockbuster work but i would assume now man uh just, oh yeah we're watching the star in the making here yeah his uh,
3: inbox is full right now <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I i'm just thinking about how uh with kano especially as a character uh jj i don't know how uh much again muscle memory you have when you playing the video game. But uh, He is just a real asshole to try and fight, and so it was nice to see that they really translated that on every level into the movie. Just like what a fucking yeah! I don't
3: really remember it, but at first I thought he was the guy that had blades for arms. Oh, Baraka! Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, he
3: wasn't in this, right? No, no, no. Okay. So they'd saved some people. Cause that's my one one, th- one problem I had with it. Not a problem necessarily, but I was wondering where they're gonna go because they blew their load on so many
0: of the characters. Yeah, but I mean, again, a lot uh, a lot of the characters that got introduced, there were a couple big names, but I mean the roster at this point is like seventy something characters now. Oh in, really? In Mortal Kombat. So okay. like they they got shit to spare at least, at least in my mind. Um, So yeah, uh, we're introduced to uh, how the, the actual dragon marks transfer that Kano killed a guy in Brazil. And that's how he got his dragon mark, which again, I have questions about how these dragon marks work. Like one person (laughs) gets selected and then it's like the uh, birthmark version of the monster from it follows basically. Where you just kind of keep transferring it over based on who you kill, and then what happens if you just die of old age? Like, does God get it, and then you have to fight God? I I, that that's the goal, I think. You attack and dethrone God. That's the (laughs) plan. Attack and dethrone Raiden. Let's make that a shirt. So, uh, yeah, my pitch for how I would immediately try and fix this movie if we're not going to have sub uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion be the emotional resonance and kind of the through line from scene to scene would be that you just kind of make Sonia the main character because her and Cole have basically the same arc. Like uh, it is bullshit that she is so talented and can kill other people. But because she doesn't have her uh, arcana, uh, all of a sudden she's not allowed to play with the boys in the sandbox. <laughs> it just uh, really kind of feels like there was a lot of double dipping going on.
1: Uh, yeah, when that uh, uh, lizard guy got his heart ripped out, <laughs> that was fucking nuts. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I do think that, uh, you know, w- with uh, at least reptile coming in, uh, it was weird to see him actually be a reptile because originally, you know, he was a green ninja guy that could then uh, shoot uh, poison out yeah. of his mouth. So, <laughs> really nice to see that they actually made him look like a legit. Uh, assassin reptile and then to see fucking kano wins ripping his heart out made me appreciate this a whole lot
3: yeah that was awesome that that really rocked
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was one of those moments where you could tell like for even though i'd never played the video game that much and couldn't recite the catchphrases or n- immediately recognize them like you could tell oh okay this is a fan service moment like this is trying right. to make that that <laughs> epic like okay this is just like you're playing a video game type thing and it was like very like as a as a uh, noob on the outside uh it, it was <laughs> you could you could see the you could see the strings i guess on that but not entirely uh uh not on purpose i guess you know Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't
3: think that it was done in a way. I mean, again, I think you go, I think if you go into this movie knowing like what it is and what it's trying to do, I think all that stuff is like, is completely forgivable you know what yeah. i mean like and almost noble in a way because it's like they just went for it it's just like we're back to we're back to the days of just like let's make a dumb shit movie with a ton of cool shit to look at and we'll make like this group of people really happy
1: yeah you know I mean? yeah godzilla versus kong was definitely in, in that lane um yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but all, it, of, but- all of warner bro movies
0: have like this like bizarre similarity to them mm. Like of of where there's just this idea of trying to build out an entire world, mostly through like watching a wall and looking at various paintings that occur. You know that happened with Wonder Woman and Darkseid and Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then Kong in the the Hollow Earth. Yeah, he's looking through. <laughs> yeah,
1: each each studio like has their own like sheen that their moving. No, out. it's all Warner yeah. Bros. Grift. Yeah. It's all it's all yeah. it's,
0: <laughs> the, it's the same trick with this one studio. I'm tired of uh, it. Uh,
1: <laughs> Di- like Disney has that sort of like uh, 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 TV sitcom style filming with like pastel colors war Warner Bros. It's it's basically turning into just Zack Snyder aesthetic and you got to (laughs) love it.
0: (laughs) Okay. uh, Zack Snyder's mortal Kombat might actually be fucking dope though with uh, the way you can direct action. So they're just all sad. Yeah, it it would be (laughs) a very sad, not fun movie. It would be four and a half hours long, but man, man, those kill shots just works of beauty. Every frame of painting. Um,
1: take take so, the budget they gave the uh, Justice League uh, recut and and put it towards this. And yeah, I think, right? they spent
0: more on the reshoots for Zack Snyder's Justice League than they did on the entire Mortal Kombat movie. Like to, as a frame of reference here,
3: dude. I think I'm gonna rewatch the Zack the Snyder cut. Like I think I might have liked it.
0: Uh, it's okay. We all have problems. The
3: first step is admitting. <laughs> there's it. a
1: there's a black and white version now too, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, he did that to sort of flex on us and be like, "Look, I actually care about like color, the color scheme. Like when you watch this in black and white, you can tell that I like, you know, the contrast is real and all that shit. It look,
0: apparently, it looks better than Mank. That's what I've heard. I'm sure, I'm sure, because you know, Mank is Mank. But they also did that though for uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Fans did edits of Kong (laughs) and Godzilla fighting in black black and and white. So then uh, Sonya and uh, uh, fucking Cole and Kano, they all realize they need to get to Raiden's temple. And that's kind of uh, in this unknown spot that only Kano knows. So the three of them end up going to uh, uh, Desert Australia TM. That's definitely not the same set that the, that they use for Outworld and all <laughs> that. Uh, uh, it's out in the middle of nowhere. And that's where they run into Liu Kang and Kung Lao who are two uh, Earth Realm champions. Uh, and uh, Jax is also there, because apparently Raiden came in and scooped up his bloodied body and then gave him <laughs> th- just the wimpiest little robot arms. <laughs> yeah. Those are so spindly. Uh, it, it, it's nice that they actually can function as hands, but man, it looks insulting. Like... <laughs> they don't look built for fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They barely look like they're built for eating or existing. Like, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's some real bullshit is what it is. But what did we think about uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao? Do we like uh, the casting, like the actors?
3: I don't know. It's not like I, I, di- I didn't ha- really have a whole lot invested in
1: those characters. Okay.
2: Like,
1: um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, people just keep, like, popping up and then... Uh, you're you're introduced to them, and then they they win or they die, and then it's just moved on to the next person that to be introduced. <laughs> just yeah, like there it, it was. Uh, I, I imagine there is a significant investment that people who are uh, have watched this the the or like you know play the game and, and watch the movies like have already so they don't feel it's as as necessary to like just dr- drop a whole lot of like emotional exposition on sure people but but like yeah it was yeah it felt felt very uh cursory and then just like you know moving on to the next one
0: well and yeah. i think a lot of that came from the fact <laughs> that um uh Liu Kang was the main protagonist in the 1995 and 1997 Mortal Kombat movies so they they were probably trying to not reshape it to where he's the protagonist even though he has one of like the coolest backstories in the world of an orphan raised in the temple decides to go after a child trafficker no QAnon connections there whatsoever kills (laughs) that guy gets his dragon mark becomes a champion you know man wouldn't that have been a cool movie Uh, oh well anyway I'm going to explain it to you while I'm bandaging you up and give you that (laughs) exposition Oh, also also, uh, Luke Kang is played by Ludi Lin, who is the Black Power Ranger in the 2017 Power Rangers reboot. He was also the male avatar in the Striking Vipers episode of Black Mirror that parodies Mortal Kombat. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's uh, kind of found a good niche, I think, for him a little bit. Yeah. So uh, That's a nice nugget. Yeah, yeah, just just uh I'm trying to trying to delight people with that little light bits of trivia. I'm delighted. So then they all meet with Raiden uh, and he bitches about how they suck essentially, yes. right? <laughs> That's He's like, "What is this? Oh my god, this is awful." Sure, he's like, I'm you all the recruit and one of you's a girl?
1: What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even acknowledge
1: but- one of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: he bitches about the team that he's assembled and it's like, well, no shit. You lost nine straight times, Raiden. Like you fucking suck at this recruiting aspect. What the fuck are you doing? i kind of on him. It, it really is. I swear to God, you get Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, put him in the Raiden role and the Earthrealm is going to win Mortal Kombat like at least every other year. Like they're going to be competitive in, in the running. Like Nick Saban is going to be recruiting like fourteen year old athletes, getting them to be tiny little child soldiers and killing machines. Like
1: uh, he'll make it happen. Yeah, he's like some like uh, shitty college coach at like a D three school where they don't care enough to like replace him, but he's been there forever, <laughs> and the program just sucks and it keeps getting worse and it like it just can't 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 attract any talent. But you know, of course, it's it's not his fault at all.
3: <laughs> but he still makes 70 million yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but, the, but the football program like like it takes all the money and the and you know some play you know buildings don't have Wi-Fi <laughs>
0: it, it's uh for, for anyone who's not familiar wouldn't expect y'all to be there is a uh, very small d1 school uh, borderline d2 called Chapel Hill and Chapel Hill's whole football program exists to be a cupcake team for other good, talented teams to just fucking curb stomp into the ground (laughs) and beat like 75 to 3 over and over again (laughs) because they get paid like 4 or $5 million each game by those big schools to be a cupcake, and that money then funds the entirety of the rest of their athletic department. So (laughs) it just... It's uh, it, it's awful. That's, like, know, college uh, yeah, athletics that's is- like some
1: like sadocast- sadomasochistic, like financial power relationship <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. There. <laughs> there's some deep shit going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to impact with college athletics, but w- we won't focus on that right now because that's uh, when uh, the Outworld finally attacked. Shang Tsung uh, invades the temple with Sub-Zero and Molina. But Raiden erects a giant fucking sky beam that's uh, as a shield this time. So it's not the sky beam that again Warner Bros. movies get made fun of in their superhero movies for because it's a shield. It's very different <laughs> grip. You see, um, it's not the sky beam that exists in Man of Steel or Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad, or any of those other things.
1: Yeah, it does the exact opposite. Uh, it has the exact opposite function. You know, It doesn't destroy things, it protects things. So, yeah. That's Even right. though it looks the same, you know, there's, we're, we're, <laughs> we're being original here.
0: Yeah, so uh, th- he basically then buys them time inside this bubble, so that way then Cole and Kano can train with Liu Kang and Kung Lao to try and unlock their Arcana, because, uh, like, Liu Kang, he can shoot fireballs out of his hands, which it's great to see again, Kano just getting his shit wrecked by Liu Kang shooting a fireball right at him. Like, that's that's a delight. And then uh, Kung Lao has his magic hat, which I want to make fun of the hat, but then I realized that at least uh, with the way the movie's shot, Kung Lao is Captain America with his fighting style on this. Like, Oh yeah, I, I mean he he uh he made it look badass. Although that it was badass to play him uh in the games, but you know it's it's cool to see that on screen.
1: Yeah, that that kill scene where the hat where the uh, hat turned into the uh like uh, <laughs> oh yeah roller. the fucking saw yeah like, yeah. like that was rolling saw like that was like you talk about him like they're aping Captain America fighting style or whatever. That was far cooler than anything Captain America has ever done in any of those shitty movies. The- Come on, don't give Disney ideas. Like, Disney will be like, oh, this is what the people want, huh? Okay. I mean spinning saw of death. You know, just like Captain America becoming like a hard R, like like hyper nationalist, like blood and guts, like just he's just like chopping up like, like uh you know like uh Iranian terrorists and like like just it's just like the worst propaganda <laughs> directed by
0: Craig Zoller <laughs> So Kano then uh uh is able to unlock his Ar- arcana and that's a giant laser beam that comes out of his eye. So hell yeah, we get to see that special move actually occur and uh Cole just continues to suck shit basically yeah. th- the entire time. <laughs> fucking sonia is out here she is rehabilitating Jax. she is owning kano left and right she's holding her own and cole is being real sad looking through eye photos of his family yeah <laughs> he's
3: like walking around like with his head drooped down like like charlie brown and he's like oh the- <laughs> why can't i get my ark
1: steve <laughs> it's, it's the uh virgin walk meme guy <laughs> yeah. literally yeah the chad so never <laughs> the virgin goal <laughs> <Cole. laughs> i'm just c- continually shocked by just how many pictures come out of people in real life you know having down in the dumps moments just that exact same like like um gait and stride and it's it's like there there was there was one of trump doing it walking by the um the a-cap graffiti uh there was like just there's so so many uh things that just prove that that meme is one of the uh, just hits it hits it on the hit the nail on the head better than most
0: <laughs> really just you know uh, crystallizing a zeitgeist and then preserving the moment for all time yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful thing so uh, Raiden then explains to Cole his lineage oh wow it's a plot twist none of us saw coming because Cole is a descendant of Scorpion whoa who would have known with Cole's black and yellow fighting colors uh, that he would be related to the Scorpion uh, not at all telegraphed,
1: right? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta streamline those aesthetics. You like, you <laughs> every uh, your your audience is babies, and babies respond to bright colors. so you know, <laughs> uh, One bright color over here, one bright color over there, then they can uh differentiate between them.
0: Well,
3: speaking it, of get, babies, you think the sequel will have babalities? Remember? Oh that? God,
0: <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish I would be so for <laughs> How could they
3: work that in?
0: Uh, just, you know, oh, what is this? It's a magical bracelet that every time you kick them, it makes them go back in time. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but
3: we-
2: then we'll
0: you have to have someone killing a baby in I mean, Mortal Kombat too. Yeah, but Sonya is more than capable of doing that. She's not going to lose her dragon mark. She'll fucking slit <laughs> any baby's throat. Just uh, So then Shang Tsung, uh gets Sub-Zero, Melina, as well as then uh, a group of... Uh, uh, other people here, you know, we got Goro, Cabal, Rico, Natara. Uh, they all just try and go on an assault at the temple. And, uh, Kano, of course, does a heel turn, it's the most inevitable thing in the world. And I respect him for it. He wants to build a casino where Raiden's temple is. And, uh, I kind of want to watch that movie too. So, uh, critical support for Kano getting what he deserves.
3: I like, uh, I like the chick with the, um, what the hell her face is like uh, split open. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Melina, yeah. Uh, uh, Melina
3: yeah. is that her name? Yeah, that was cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, just again, one of one of the actual a listers. It's unfortunate that they got rid of her here, but you know, uh, uh, again, death is not the end, as we're told over and over again. So uh, that then kind of brings out uh, a whole fight of sorts. Liu Kang fins off Cabal. Kang Lao is able to then beat Natara. Uh, Kung Lao is, uh, 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 again, just a real badass with that fucking saw hat. I, I just can't get yeah, enough he of it.
3: Ride, he rides the guy's body into it too, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Pilots it in. Fucking
1: just, awesome. Yeah. Just. <laughs> that that kill was probably uh, the dopest moment. I got to say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. De- definitely the highlight of the movie uh, in, in terms of that. Uh, Cole, having been sent away, he's then he and his family are then attacked by Goro, and uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, his Arcana finally activates once his family is threatened, which apparently Raiden knew about, which means that Raiden purposely put Cole's <laughs> wife and child in the, <laughs> the murderous path of Goro if it meant that the Arcana would activate, because, I mean, goddamn, goddamn, Raiden. Means to an end. We- Again, really wish that maybe y'all could have figured this out ahead of time instead of spur of the moment here, but it's okay because uh, Cole, again, he gets a magic rubber suit of armor that allows him to dissipate kinetic in- energy. So it's like one of those uh, Wakandan Black Panther suits, in other words, because after it takes enough of a beating, he then develops uh, uh, weapons on his hands. So yay, real real original idea here.
1: Yeah, you got those. you got those powers up. also kind of not
0: fair like no not really no just
3: uh, hitting him only makes
1: him
0: stronger yeah (laughs) (laughs) some real fucking bullshit is what this is poor goro i love how goro by the way is almost about to finally kill cole because he realized he can just choke cole out and then cole's wife comes in with an axe right into Goro's back. Just Jesus Christ. Even the wife is getting in on this.
1: Yeah. Something about like when axe, like axe kills when they're done. Right. Like that's, it's particularly like satisfying the way, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Level.
0: It's great. Uh, also at this time, Jax is, uh, uh, able to unleash his arcana because his arcana, you know, uh, Whereas everyone else is getting like quasi mystical abilities, he just gets super jacked arms, which, you know, good for him. I think I think that he really needed that to be his special ability. You know, imagine if he just got super jacked legs but still has little wimpy <laughs> arms.
1: Like, they gave him they gave him the the uh, arms he should have had to begin with they just gave him normal arms because yeah. like, he was already jacked it's like okay you're just gonna like you you give him these pathetic little arms to start out <laughs> like
0: well and and i mean and it's at this point where amidst all the chaos and people are fighting a little bit and doing their initial skirmishes uh, that we finally get all the characters at their their full ability sets, basically. We're like 80% of the way done with this movie, and we finally get all fully formed characters instead of, I don't know, having them all be fully formed by the end of the first act. So, uh, great. Le- I love this prequel setup to build an entire world out that Warner bros is doing with every goddamn movie it's a wonderful thing all the time um so Raiden then is able to teleport every earth fighter but Kung Lao uh into the safe space of the void Kung Lao unfortunately gets his soul eaten by Shang Tsung which I really think that they did that because Kung Lao is a little too OP in this movie so they kind of had to write him out real fast
1: yeah gotta gotta love when uh one one writers involved in the script their thing uh ends up you know to to ma- maintain some sort of consistency with one thing you have to sacrifice basic uh like fight or what logic logic of the universe to, to I, overcome I mean that. He, yeah. he has
0: a he has a blindingly fast, can move in any direction, magic saw hat. That seems like you could fix a lot of problems if you're Kung Lao. Just fucking bounce that shit off of everything, wipe everyone out.
1: Yeah, victory. Like, I, th- I feel like that sometimes could be like in the in these like you know showdown fight movie things. There's always that one super dope move that they bring out like once uh, because it's it's awesome and you got to include it. But you know you know like you know usually it, it would be something they'd be able to do multiple times or would have brought out earlier, but no, it's, it's, it's dictated by the the moment in the script, not like, you know, what would be the actual logic of the situation? Like you, you would have used that to defend your life like much sooner, like, like right? uh, Godzilla with the uh, laser breath. It, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Oh, now you're doing this Godzilla. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. So happy for you. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I waited until
3: uh, I was almost dead.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Raiden is there with the re- the remaining the surviving members of his group uh in the green screen room oh explaining the third act and what exactly is going to go down because uh they knew that it was going to be a shit show trying to follow everything so i appreciated that they just told us what was going to happen instead of showing us because that's good storytelling right telling not showing yeah it's in the name
1: telling <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i like to write in the in the passive voice uh to to tell you what i should be showing you <laughs> well
0: because it's just like oh well we actually haven't had mortal Kombat yet but we're going to bring mortal Kombat to them and uh, like that's not how mortal Kombat works mortal Kombat is a combat among all of the seven realms that everyone brings their fighters you can't just have it be between earth realm and outworld like it, it, it doesn't work that way exactly, uh, and it just again, uh, yeah. I don't really understand what they're going for. But they were trying to give us uh, justification for why everyone was going to suddenly get teleported and have one v one fights with fatalities. So fine, that's Mortal Kombat enough, I guess, for us.
1: Yeah, the the world building and, and backstory exposition drops. It felt both like uh like under like like you know underdone and overdone at the same time which Mm -hmm. which was uh frustrating and definitely like broke broke your immersion and then particularly like just being like told all this uh you know huge uh the the you know world implication stuff at the end and just not seeing it because of you know probably budgetary uh considerations (laughs) If, if we're if we're going to be honest we can't
0: forget the other thing that wb though has all of their protagonists do and that's uh getting some weapon that belongs to their long ago ancestors like superman's black suit or kong's fucking axe or in this case the uh the kanai from a scorpion that cole ends up getting which just it's always great the the mcguffin oh wonder and we'll see how that ends up playing out right Definitely won't come into play later on.
1: Yeah. Do do you do you think that there was enough uh buzz created around this to that they're gonna make a sequel? Because, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, again,
0: following the Mortal Kombat tradition, the sequel will suck shit and then we will never get a third one. Like that that is generational uh <laughs> ways of operation at this point. Every 10-15 years. Because I,
1: I so. always get like a little bit of like Schadenfreude when uh, you, series that are um, based on uh, you know older properties where they're just putting it out to use it as another uh, something they know has a built-in audience, but they don't actually care about uh, staying true to the spirit of it, and it's just like a cynical cash grab. Um, it it yeah. felt like you know what, like this th- this felt like uh, they were making an, an an attempt to be true to the spirit of it, but. Like with the with the way they very consciously included the the video game lines and the and, and the fighting tournament format and the way you know it would consciously break down and away from the typical format of like you know a film to yeah. yeah you know like it was it was it was bringing a little bit of the the video game the way the video game media um the the way the interactive experience and presentation like flows is different than film and they brought it like you know they brought a little of that into the into the movie and uh and like so it it i don't, I don't know it, will, it it felt genuine in that way but also the fact that they uh you know the the reason they're doing the world building is to MCUify the extended universe and just create keep creating uh properties that they churn out on streaming services to get some, like subscribers to the to the Exactly. Yeah. it's 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 cynical and and you know, when these things fail, you know, you, you 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 do get to have some, you know, a little bit of schadenfreude. Um, I, it's going to be yeah. short lived, though, Griff, because yeah. I really
0: think like the big lesson from this is going to be Netflix throwing one hundred and fifty million dollars and making like a Street Fighter TV show. <laughs> like, I, I think like that, that's going to be what right Netflix way. does. Yeah, yeah. just And each episode will get one fight or, you know, half of a fight and then you know it'll be the opening scene of the next one who knows well yeah. if it, if it
1: triggers the uh, making of something you know super sick then you know more and more more power <laughs> to it yeah it it, it, it it's it's served its purpose you know like how uh, nancy pelosi said that uh, the, the or like you know the purpose of george floyd was was to be murdered by police uh, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, it was the purpose of, uh, this, you know, one, one thing to inspire and a higher budgeted thing made by another studio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was always meant to be this way. Yeah. It was destiny. Yeah. TM. Um, yeah, so, so we're able to then move into the third act, finally. And that's where we get the one-on-one face-offs. Liu Kang is able to just merc Cabal. And I, I love Cabal, his fucking Brooklyn accent, his super speed and all that. But Liu Kang really is OP with his fire dragon ability. Like, I don't see too many people walking away from that.
1: Yeah. Um, I was like... I don't know. I, overall with the, with the, with the fireballs, I was, I've been sort of disappointed over the course of it. Cause it felt that was where it most reminded me of the sort of like avatar last airbender level of, for sure. Of like, you know, uh, real life, uh, fighting effects. Um, and the, I don't know, it's, it's tough to, un- unless they're shooting like, uh, you know, like, I don't know, something with substance to it that, that detonates or something. If it's just like, you know, flames coming out, it often looks kind of corny. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I also have gasoline straws up my sleeve, too. Yeah. That can shoot
1: I also can Wonderful. like shoot deodorant out of a can and light it on fire, like, you know, <laughs> and spark a lighter <laughs> and produce the same effect. <laughs> well uh yeah i mean that that effect
0: just in general like like you mentioned is a little cheesy so uh again just glad that we got a, a quick dragon out of it and then that was it because you know um certainly not in that final fight that happens later could they have used a giant fire breathing dragon god that appears from someone's arcana not at all no, <laughs> yeah, none yeah whatsoever um then uh Jackson Rico, the fucking Warhammer 40K looking motherfucker with with again the giant hammer. Uh, they end up fighting each other and I loved how Rico when he got his shit uh, hit by Jax, he did the standing and wobbling around in the circled move. That was that was delightful. Almost as delightful as watching fucking Jax just explode that poor man's skull when he clapped.
1: Oh yeah, that was that was great. That was definitely that was definitely a top three kill, I'd say.
0: Yeah, these motherfuckers work. Okay, Jax. All right, <laughs> fine. I'm glad you've come to terms with this. Your body dysmorphia isn't actually uh, affecting you too much, as you have become a killing machine. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> just um,
1: PSA is about the dangers of body dysmorphia because when you're clapping, so uh, you're, uh, you're when you're uh, you know clapping someone's ears as a bit, and you just explode their head. It's, it's, it's becoming a danger. <laughs> it's an
0: epidemic. Uh, then uh, Sonya and Kano face off. And then Sonya basically just, I-, I mean, it's fairly easy. She just kills Kano immediately. Like He, he lays her eyes uh, all around her house. She then just sneaks up on him. And then fucking Chekhov's garden gnome comes <laughs> into play. And just couldn't, stabs couldn't right Raiden have eye. sent them
3: to like fight anywhere like why did he have them destroy her home
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raiden's an asshole I think is yeah, our, our did, general dude, takeaway seriously <laughs> <laughs>
3: what a dick
0: could again could have gone anywhere but instead uh yeah just the uh this other weird setting that we already have Uh, made hmm I wonder why we're recycling this set piece (laughs) Sonya then is able to get her arcana and whereas everyone else needed you know hours and hours and hours of training she just immediately has the ability to shoot energy blast from her hands just yeah again a born natural at this Uh, and just obliterates Molina shoots her right through the chest which uh, uh, again maybe not that classic a kill but I I enjoyed it quite a quite a bit there. Um, there was a bit of, I, I suppose of a missed opportunity for Sonya to do like a, the real power was in you all along, which I was almost hoping for, uh, with, with her fight against Kano. Like she somehow is able to, uh, harness her arcana, arcana somehow. And then she kills Kano that way. Um, and then she gets the dragon mark. But again, no, it stays a boys club only. The dragon is a dick is
1: what I'm getting at here.
0: That's what it stands for.
1: Uh, The dragon said dudes rock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then the big bad uh, eventually shows up and that's sub zero. So he uh, pops up and he says to Cole that he's abducted his family and they're frozen alive. So it's time for him to do a one-on-one fight at the gym where Cole used to train, which again, recycling a set piece. (laughs) Covering it all up with a uh, giant plastic and then bubble wrap, basically, to make it look like ice everywhere. Just, oh boy. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> all, really pushing the envelope here, aren't we all? Um, so, uh, initially overpowered by Sub-Zero. Uh, Cole and Sub-Zero fight, and that's when his blood gets on the... the a weapon of his ancestors and that's when oh my god alright finally we got the good movie back all of a sudden cause Scorpion appears and he says his line he says the line everyone he says get over here and uh, they duke it out it's, it's great yeah it's fun <laughs> really <laughs> pumped up on this movie, huh? JJ, calm down a little bit here.
3: Uh, I mean, no, I, it's
0: great. It's fine. Yeah. yeah the, it the, the scene that was advertised in the trailer ends up happening with about 10 minutes left in the movie, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It's the whatever. one
3: everyone went nuts for too. That that actually did bother me a little bit because the the what the trailer ended with, the most watched trailer of all time or whatever, was yeah. was that the fucking blood uh blood ice stabbing, whatever the fuck.
0: Was that so in the- fucking sick? Yeah, it's it is so really good. dope,
3: but it's like the last seven minutes of the movie that that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, after that, it then kind of becomes Cole and Scorpion working together to fight against Sub Zero, which is basically Cap and Bucky versus Iron Man in Civil War, right? Like, it, it's it's almost like shot for shot, the same kind of uh, uh scene of what we get there, which is you know, um, needless to say felt a little bit like overkill, but then uh eventually we get to see Scorpion use his toasty line and uh do the fucking uh hellfire breath. So it's all it's all good.
3: Did he do toasty? I missed that.
0: Well I mean he didn't say toasty. Oh, but, okay. You know, all right. After he does his after he does Hellfire, the, the guy pops up and says Toasty. It would have been cool. I was cool wondering if, if that was going to be in it. Yeah, it would have been cool if Cole said Toasty, but yeah. you know that would mean that Cole would have to have a personality, and as we established, that can't happen in right? this movie. He has to. He has to. Um, uh, I won't be surprised if he doesn't pop up in the sequel. They're like, and Cole is living his life with his family. They're safe. <laughs> That's all Cole cares about. He he uh saw a plastic surgeon and he got rid of the dragon mark. Weird how you could just go ahead and do that. Oh well. This this so.
1: whole movie felt like the uh, say the line Simpsons meme, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah
0: it's you Kano wins <laughs> flawless victory yeah yeah it's. It's uh it's some shit indeed. So then um Shang Tsung, then uh after all of his current champions are dead, that's again where he says, like, death is not the end. And uh before going back to Outworld, he says that they got rid of his champions, but he will return with armies, which again to draw parallel. This is exactly like Zack Snyder's Justice League when Darkseid says to prepare the armada. Uh, like it's the exact same basic formula,
1: except done un- what- even more lazily, with like no vi- visual reference for like what it, wh- what, what is this other world? Like, well, how does it? What does it look like? Who are these people? What's what's <laughs> got what's going on here? How does this work? I really would
0: love it if Outworld was just like thirty square miles in Australia. Like that, that's
1: actually just all out. Just the exact same set. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. It's an Australian film through and through. Oh, it's wonderful. Then
0: comes the scene that really honestly pisses me off about Raiden. Like, this is where I went like, Oh, he is the asshole. Cause Raiden then declares that he's now beginning a new list of warriors in preparation for the next tournament. And so then he uh, signs all of the current champions to go find these people. Right. So he knew where the other champions were. These other champions have the mark, and he didn't recruit them for this current life or death battle for the fate of the entire universe.
1: Wait. And yeah, Raiden saw So he he recruited them to recruit them. So Yeah,
0: he- it's a pyramid scheme. Oh yeah. Raiden's yeah. about to really pitch uh, pitch them fucking tummy tees is what he's about to do.
1: Yeah, he he's Q <laughs>
0: Uh yeah again just uh, real real sucky. Uh, Cole then tells the, his uh, gym manager slash boxing manager MMA manager guy that he's uh, no longer going to be fighting for two hundred bucks a night. Instead, he's going to Los Angeles, going to, fight to for Hollywood. Three hundred
3: bucks a night.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, three hundred. Don't want to <laughs> sell the guy short here. Um, yeah, he just says he's going to Hollywood, and then the camera pans, and we see that he's actually gonna go look for Johnny Cage. So, huh? Yeah, that's cool. Uh although probably to the gym manager guy, he thinks that Cole is going to go off to join the Church of Scientology or something, probably. Like,
3: yo, that'd be cool if if they had that as Johnny Cage's backstory.
0: <laughs> that he's a Scientologist. He's a Scientologist. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that would be dope and it might mean that we get Tom Cruise in the next movie. So, oh, That would <laughs> Wouldn't rock. Wouldn't Tom Cruise be a great Johnny Cage? Yeah. Oh my god, it, it would be great. They Zach would have Snyder, to hire
3: all directing... new actors that are a foot smaller, though.
0: Well, you know, uh, I I think they could, you know, work some movie magic, or they could they could play to that where you know he's actually a foot taller. They use the same trick that that's they did with that's his arcana with, uh... that he's just really short. <laughs> he's <laughs> regular size, but then he activates his arcana, <laughs> and he shrinks down, he shrinks like <laughs> like seven inches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that's the basic rundown of uh of the movie. Um, so when it th- now it comes to the, the question of like what was the most memorable moment. And uh for me, I gotta say, uh it's probably either anything with Kano, but in reality, it's that fucking saw scene. I think yeah. the, the Kung Lao fucking sawing that lady in half. That is everything you need to know about this movie.
3: Yeah, that that definitely got the biggest reaction at my house. Um, if not uh, Kano ripping uh reptiles heart out.
0: That was Hell pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a definite. You know, one A, one B.
3: Yeah. Oh, and, and he me. says Kano wins after he yeah. does it too, which is great.
1: Yeah, a, a lot of <laughs> a lot it. of good uh gifts to dr- um drop when uh, in the, in the the days after the latest uh bread tuber has been canceled and you're doing a victory. <laughs> <laughs> it's good what what about
0: you grift uh any other scenes that pop up as memorable
1: uh the, the guy clapping clapping the guy's head and exploding oh, it fuck yeah. yeah like i uh, uh, again you know like uh kill shot memes <laughs>
0: <laughs> it could work it could work um okay now now the the moment of truth here y'all uh, how many trash cans for anyone uh, listening at home? Uh, it's a uh, one to four trash cans. The more trash cans it has, the worse the movie is. So uh, what, what way are we going here? Uh, JJ, how about you go first?
3: I'm going to give this two trash cans. Okay. Um, seems... Because it's, it's, it's not, I, I think that it, it did what it intended to do. Um, and I I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really think this movie w- wanted to be held up to any sort of scrutiny um i just yeah like i said i think it it set out to deliver on the promise that it was gonna make a bunch of 30 year olds go oh yeah and it did so (laughs) you know whatever it's mortal kines based on a video game where one guy fights another guy on the screen (laughs) and you know it's like i wasn't looking for like a paul thomas anderson film you know what i mean (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, or uh, Paul W. S. Anderson film. Not huh? even huh? that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Grift. What about you?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two and a half. Uh, probably a little, a few, a little more trash cans because I didn't have the nostalgia factor working for me because I wasn't, you know, familiar with the franchise. Uh, so a couple really really cool kills that was that was fun to see, but pretty much you could fast forward through all the talking scenes because. Uh, I am not, it didn't, it didn't invest me as an outsider in, uh, like the backstory and lore that they were trying to build. Uh,
0: sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat. I, I wrote down two big trash cans. Like they're both overflowing. It could be two and a half in other words, but, uh, you know, really didn't want to bring out that third trash can and halfway fill it. That, that sort of thing. Um, I, I mean the movie, $50 million movie meant to appease the fans, who are in their 30s, meant to bring subscribers in for HBO. I think it checks all of those boxes. I just really wish that it was actually a goddamn Mortal Kombat movie instead of a setup for what will be an actual Mortal Kombat movie. Like, you know, it could be called Mortal Kombat Tournament, probably, uh, <laughs> since they love adding colons to fucking sequels. So, uh, uh, looking forward to that. Mortal
1: Kombat bracket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Now we get to plugs, though. It's, it's a wonderful time. Uh, JJ, what's going on in your world? Where can people find you?
3: Uh, all Any streaming service, just search JJ Demon. Um, <clears throat> I got a side project called Josie Wales, but you can find that, too, by just searching JJ Demon. And like I said, a couple of weeks, um, I'll have a, a new single out and a, a lyric video. Oh, yeah. And then it, shortly after that, the full album, I just actually got a text from my engineer. Oh, fuck who's, sending me one of the last oh, yeah. demos tonight. So that shit should be fully mixed in the next week or two. And then that's out.
1: you love to see it folks. You love to see it. You love to hear it. Oh yeah. Well, that's <laughs> absolutely. That um, yeah. I, I mean, just personally, like I'm Josie Wales was one of my top played albums. 2020. Uh, oh, for real dude. It, that's awesome. Dude, Thank uh, you. Spring and summer last year. I was bumping that all the time, like quarantine, quarantine mode. Uh, oh, shit, man. That's that makes me happy as hell, dude. Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the first plug I'll give. But uh, <laughs> again, again, like I said earlier, uh, go search uh, Boyle at griff.shop uh, for the new stuff if you want to help kill and kill an internet joke. Um, you know, we we're we're gonna we're gonna beat it dead into the ground. And uh, because, you know, uh, culture is only for a small select group of people not for the masses.
0: <laughs> That's what we need to keep in mind mo- most importantly, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, bring back bring back aristocracy in their <laughs> and their and their view of culture.
0: Return for, it's returned but with a v, I'm not sure how you are supposed to pronounce it, uh, but that to tradition, exactly. Yeah. Um Uh, For the show, uh, go ahead and check us out on Letterboxd and Twitter. Uh, Also, go ahead and uh, follow the uh, Gigo podcast on Spotify. uh, If you're listening to us on iTunes and uh, you choose Spotify, because it is the superior uh, music listening uh, podcast listening platform just in general. Or, you know, if you're listening to us on Spotify, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Either way, we got to get that sweet, sweet cross promotion. That's the important thing. But uh, most importantly, go ahead and tell your friends and family about it. Uh, mostly your family, because that's really what family members love to hear, is what podcasts you're listening to. That, that's uh, the-
3: Especially older conservative
0: ones. Yes, yes. Uh, and you know what? Go ahead and uh, open up their iPhones. Allow them to subscribe to our podcast. That's the important thing. Put us into their feeds. We can change the world that way. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I guess it's time to get out of here. Uh, you guys ready to say goodbye? Peace. Peace.